Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar. And joining us today on the line is Clay Braswell. He is the founder and CEO at Commit Good. Welcome, Clay. Oh, welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm I'm very interested to learn more about uh, Commit Good. So why don't you go ahead and give our listeners a little insight into what it is you guys do there? Well, what Commit Good, our goal is to create a global charitable platform that utilizes the blockchain uh, technology to increase cha- uh, transparency and lower processing fees. What, what we have a big goal. Uh, the big goal is the real economic driver of our platform is good deeds. We want to reward people for being good. Well, that's a very worthy cause. Um, how, <laughs> how do you how do you uh, figure out if people are doing good? What are the things that you classify as doing good? Well, there, you know, there's multiple ways. It's things that people do every day. Um, whether you, you volunteer for a local uh, charity or faith-based organization, um, whether you donate monetarily, uh, whether you are donating uh, in-kind items like uh, furniture and uh, couches, chairs, anything that you're normally uh, doing, we want to take that and expand it and say, hey, you're doing a great job great job. Let's reward you for doing that. Absolutely, because let's face it, people want to do good and it feels good, but a lot of times having a little bit of recognition can fuel the fire and get people to continue to do good things. Yeah. That, that's a great point. One of the things that, you know, no matter what you do in life, there's going to be criticism, right? And so mm-hmm. people have been like, oh, you're just trying to use greed to help people. And we're like, no, the the real benefit of helping someone is the reward you get after helping someone. And, you know, that that's, that can only happen between you and the individual, you and the charity. But what we think is if you can incentivize people uh, to do good, once they start doing good, they're going to continue to do it because it feels good to do good. I mean, it, you know. It, it does. So how, how exactly does it work? Walk us through a user experience. Um, well, what you would do is, well, well, first of all, what really what our platform, we were the first platform uh, in the world to geolocate uh, needed items. So if you were a charity and uh, let's say that you dealt with um, single moms and you needed a baby stroller, uh, you would just type in, hey, need baby stroller, and we would locate wherever that was in the local community. So what we've tried to do is we've made it uh, easy to connect uh, donors and receivers, which the donors are people and the receivers are, are charitable organizations. So there's really two ways to do it. Either um, you search what is needed in your community, and you can meet that need, or you can say, "Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting rid of my, my bicycle and post it up." And then, you know, the boys and girls clubs could say, "Oh, there's a bicycle. I'll take it." So we, one thing that we found was a lot of social workers 
uh, were contacting us going, hey, can you build some technology, some software to really help us? Because they were spending the majority of their time trying to do tasks of helping people versus getting to the real need of what the individual has. And so that's really how it started, was making it easy for people to find the needs in their community. Because a lot of times people want to help, they just don't know how to help. And so we were trying to bridge uh, that gap. And that's, that's so true. You touched on a good point. People say, I, I want to give back to the community. I just don't know how. And then what happens is they end up not doing anything because they, they don't know how to act upon those feelings. And that's incredible exactly that you're providing right. that service. Yep. That's it. So uh, how many charities do you have enrolled? How many active accounts and things? And where are you all you know, located? Where can people start getting involved? Uh, well, right now, um, well, first of all, we're located in, in Charleston, South Carolina, which is one of the most beautiful places in the world. Uh, we're very happy to be mm-hmm. here. And um, well, what we're doing now, we're currently – uh, we're adding uh, new, you know, anyone familiar with blockchain is familiar with smart contracts. And what we're doing is um, uh, we're recoding a lot and adding a, a lot of new um, smart contracts for a new release that is um, starting in September. I mean, people can go to commitgood.com now and, and you know, and register uh, their email address, and then we'll give them the the official new launch. Because what we're doing, and what I really wanted to talk about, is a campaign that we're launching that we think is going to be a global uh, game changer. And the campaign is called the the Currency of Good. And we've partnered with an investment firm in Dubai. And what we're going to do is we're going to allow charities all over the world to post a current project they're working on whether it's a clean uh, water well in Africa, an orphanage in Australia, a homeless center in Mexico City, they will post their current uh, project. And then the user base will vote on a project every month, and whatever is the most impactful project, we're going to award them a grant of, of 10000 So we hope to grow that to you know, 100000 a million a month, of rewarding charities that are really having uh, an, an impact. And one of the great things about blockchain and cryptocurrency is before each country has regulations around their own currency, what are you doing with the peso or the franc or, or what have you, uh, it's hard to really deal with the monetary uh, issues of different countries. And one great thing about digital currency is It truly is a platform where you can share um, currency, monetary value around the world without the regulation. So if there was ever a use case for why the blockchain is important and why digital currency is important, I think that we're going to have the best one. And because we're dealing with a thing that everybody understands. We're, We're dealing with human needs. And so this this is a mission critical. If you need money today and you're in need, you need it today. So uh, it's not a situation where, oh, we're we're approved in Mexico, but we got to go through regulations to get the peso exchange, and that'll take um, 30 days. So that's our real goal, is highlighting uh, projects all over the world and rewarding those projects and encouraging more people to do more uh, good. 
I love that. The currency of good. That is a wonderful, a wonderful name, concept, and project. Yep. It's one of the things about blockchain is, um, I mean, let's face it, that it's new technology and it's primarily the what I would call the techie guys involved now. And the terminology is overwhelming. And one of the issues we have with dealing with charities, just the onboarding process, is they're primarily late adopters because a lot of people that are working on the front lines in the charity are people that are in there volunteering. So it's mm-hmm. more difficult to really onboard those people. And our goal is to really make blockchain um, simple. You know, the scenario I always use is, um, back in the, the mid-90s, if you would have asked people what's email, they would have been like, I don't know, and then uh, do you use it? Well, of course not, and the majority of them would have said, um, I'm never going to use email. I've got, I'll mail a letter. And so mm-hmm. I think the same scenario is going to happen now with the blockchain where in a few years, everybody's going to know the terms. Everybody's going to know uh, digital wallets. And all the other, you know, Ethereum, all the other names that are commonplace to people that are are in the space, that'll be common for everyone. And it takes something like um, dealing with charities and human needs, which has a broad appeal to make uh, everybody aware of it. Well, absolutely. And I think that um, in recent news, especially, you know, blockchain and cryptocurrencies and all this have gotten a bad rap because... It seems like it's a money grab or it's a you know a stock exchange type thing, get rich quick. But when you look at the foundations of blockchain and what the possibilities are for it, you know that's actually not maybe the best use case. The best use case is for things more so you know helping people. Uh, exactly. Well, you know, as far as blockchain, it's not going uh, anywhere. I mean that you can go ahead and end that debate. I mean the the technology is going to continue to grow and, um, you know, everybody's adopting it now. When I say everybody, I mean the major corporations. And um, when those guys really get involved, um, it's here to stay. And you're right. um, It's with anything. When it's new, you're going to have bad actors involved. When the Internet was new, you had um, bad actors. And so I think that we're going through that phase now of where the the bad actors are going to be weeded out. And so what is left are people that have um, serious technology platforms with serious digital currencies that are are making a difference and are things that people can uh, invest in and feel secure that um, this is something real. But it's just the nature of growth. You're, you're going to have bad actors enter in the early stages, and you know the, that's the way. Unfortunately, that's the way uh, things develop. But I think we're moving out of that phase now, which is really exciting. Give us a little bit of your background. How did you get involved uh, with Commit Good? Well, um, I, you know, I've been building um, charitable platforms for at least 15 years. And um, to be honest with you, I I really was not um, interested in building charitable platforms. But as with all things, you you come to a life-changing moment. And my my mother had developed um, cancer and passed away a a few years ago. 
um, well, many years ago now, but I came to the realization that, you know, life is short and what is going on today will not necessarily be going on tomorrow. And so I was like, well, I understand technology. I know how to, to build platforms. How can I really give back? And along that same time, um, I was being approached by a lot of people within the charitable space, social workers going, hey, here's a lot of the issues and problems uh, we have. Can you help us? And before that happened, I probably would have been like, no, this this isn't something I want to really pursue. Um, But after that, I, I really dove in and bad things can lead to a positive result. And I I love it now. I I love helping people. I I could give you stories for days that have had real life impact um, just because of technology. I mean, real stuff from people with with nothing um, being helped and without the technology being available to connect and make the world a smaller place, it never would have happened. So I get the best of both worlds. I get to be in technology, and I get to address um, human needs, which is a really exciting uh, space to be in. Do you have a, a favorite story that you'd like to share with us? Oh, gosh. I mean, there there's so many um, stories. I mean, you know, I think the first time um, – uh, a, a lady called and, and she was crying because um, uh, a wife didn't want to leave an abusive abusive husband. And she was like, if you can get me those, these 20 items, I will leave. And we had those 20 items within an hour. And she moved out of that abusive relationship, which was a game changer for her. And the the person at the charity saw all this happen, and and she called in tears. And it really hit me, uh, the real-life impact. But stories from single mothers, homeless people, um, all in all, you know, and even more than human need. I mean, uh, you know, you have to look at the true charitable space. You have a lot of, um, of animal shelters. I mean, we've had tons of animal shelters where we've gotten uh, supplies, pet food, all the things that they uh, desperately uh, needed. So it's just more, I mean, I could talk about this for days. I mean, there's multiple, multiple stories. You know, by working in this space, I guess, what have you learned that are some of the top things that, that you need as a person or a charity in general, whether it be for animals or people? What are some of the top things they need? Oh, I... I, first of all, I'd say everything. Um, the you know one of the which is primarily the case in anything. Um, the majority of donations go to the top one percent of the charities. All of the names you know, Red Cross, I mean, all the the big guys get all of the money. And I mean there uh, there are so many you know no matter where you live, there are so many charities. And it may be uh, one, two, three, you know, ten people that no one has heard of that are doing great things. And they're out, you know, they're struggling to get in donations. They're probably working multiple jobs and uh, trying to do the charity uh, as well. So um, 
every everything because that really was a goal as well was to really supply these underfunded um, underserved uh, charities because they're the ones helping people they're they're on the front line and it's hard to help people if they don't have enough resources to help them themselves exactly and I think a lot of people might not know that you know they say oh yes I donate to the Red Cross every year and the Red Cross does help people, but there's there's other ways to also make a very substantial impact. Well, that that was really um, that was part of our strategy from the beginning. Was everything that we do is based off a 20 mile radius um, because you're, you're most likely to want to help people in your community, right? So that mm-hmm. was our focus: is we were going to have a true hyper local focus. And that way, people would find out, here's all the charities around me, and this is all the things they need, or here's items that I'm um, I'm donating. That Because a lot of times, when you donate an item, a charity that you're matched with is a local charity you've never heard of. So it's a great way to, for people to connect. They go, oh, I had no, no idea you guys were here and you were doing this. So the hyper-local approach was our approach from the beginning, um, and it's really a great way because anything outside of 20 miles is, is you're probably going to be, not that you don't care about it, but it's not in your direct local uh, community. So we took a hyper-local focus with a global approach. And if you want to go global, then we have the, the currency of good, which is going to be connecting hands all the way across the water to different countries. Right, yeah. Our currency is actually called the good token, and that is um, that's really the the premise of the the currency is um, the currency of good. And I, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I think our use case um, for uh, helping charities on a global scale and awarding these great projects that are going on. Uh, it's just going to be. Uh, I can't. I can't wait till it's fully um, in motion and people are able to see all of the good all over the world and really make the world a smaller place and hopefully uh, encourage more people uh, to do good. Because uh, you know, on one scale, I think everybody well, wants to help, and it's just a matter of making it easy for them to do it. Absolutely. So what is the best way for people to to start committing good and in their community? Where Where is the best place to connect and how can they get associated with you? Well, yeah, as I mentioned, I think um, the best way is to go to um, uh, commitgood.com. And um, right now, you know, we're taking on um, uh, new registration. And so once we have... Um, these new smart contracts develop. We're doing this new uh, global push. So yeah, go to commitgood.com is the the easiest way uh, to really connect and and you know be a part of our our movement of um, doing good all over the world and at the same time utilizing um, the most cutting edge technology uh, to do it. Absolutely. Well, Clay, thank you so much for joining us here today on Future Tech Podcast and and shedding some light on a very real issue, but something that, that we really can get involved with and we can make a difference. 
Well, thank you very much for having me. That is Clay Brashwell. He is the founder and CEO at Commit Good. Their website, again, is commitgood.com. Thank you all so much for tuning in today to Future Tech Podcast. This has been your host, Juliette Lamar. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.